but what's mine? It's something that has not been done yet. It's something that has yet to be revealed. But the part that did reveal itself is the part where I get people to love themselves, each other, and connect to their truth and to allow it to become a reality, to unfold, to take steps, to take action on the thing that you talk yourself out of. The fear that you have, the judgment, the shame, the guilt, the resentment, the anger, to release all of that and to recognize that deep, deep down you have a yearning for something and you're not allowing it to unfold out of fear. But if you knew, if you had certainty that taking action on that thing would work out, it would work out. You just have to take the first step and explore it. Allow it to take take space in the physical realm. Welcome to the Trading Raw Stories podcast. I'm Rita Pirat, the host with the most inspiring stories that you ever did hear. Back in the day when the day was back, I was known as the juicing queen. I became raw vegan overnight after watching a documentary called Food Matters. Changing what I was putting in and on my body didn't just make me lose weight and have great skin. It gave me mind clarity, more energy, and over time made me so self-aware and intuitive that I vibrate on a higher frequency and level of consciousness that's turned me into a manifesting queen. I've lived like nine lives and have amazing stories to share that may inspire you to finally leave that toxic guy you're with, quit that miserable job you hate, start that business you've been talking about forever, and at the very least, you'll probably start saying yes more often and eat more vegetables. I'm your talent like you need to hear it and make you do it, sister from another mister. I've lived quite the life and have stories for days that have inspired women to transform their lives in real big ways. So I created this podcast to share my insane and unbelievable stories with the world to reach whoever needs to hear them. I'll bring on inspiring humans to trade stories with me, and I'll even have some live coaching sessions with listeners calling in. You're here because you were meant to find this podcast, this community, these raw stories. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for you, not to you, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Trading Raw Stories podcast. I'm back, bitches. Yay! Where the hell have I been? I don't fucking know. I didn't feel connected to my podcast or to Clubhouse anymore. People have been asking for both. It was not there for me anymore. I don't know what to tell you. The energy around is shifted. Values and priorities are shifting. I'm just being and I'm witnessing what's coming up without judgment. And I'm not doing things because I have to. I was not worrying about money or getting clients after I left my day job. The last episode was I manifested getting fired. If you haven't listened to it, you should check it out. It was pretty freaking wild. And you know what's really interesting is that you would think that after someone left their job, voluntarily or involuntarily, that they would spend every freaking waking minute making sure that they know where their money's coming in from. And I did none of that. I truly did none of that. I sat around on my ass without judgment and I just went with the flow. 
I didn't report to anybody. I didn't have anything to do. And it's so interesting when you remove things from your life and no longer have to do anything for anyone, how much you start to realize that nothing really fucking matters. Like, I know it kind of sounds daunting or whatnot, but if you remove things that you created in your life, like you created the life you're living right now, whether you are married, that's the life you created for yourself. You have kids, that's the life you created for yourself. You have a certain job or you have a certain business, you have responsibilities, you created that for yourself. And if you think about where that even came from, was it a life that was designed for you? Did somebody tell you what kind of life to create? Your society, your culture, your family, were you programmed to be living the life you're living right now have you ever even questioned that like the job you have was that something that you chose or someone chose for you and kind of planted that seed and then you just followed in those footsteps or created that life for yourself right so all of this came up for me and I'm gonna just kind of like I guess fill you in on what what's been happening. It's been what since like July 20th and this is the anniversary, one year anniversary of my podcast. Now, imagine I had kept going since July. Like I would have definitely hit past all I don't know, it was like 10,000 downloads or something like that. I don't know what I was at before. But anyway, whatever. Okay, so where the hell have I been? <laughs> Ooh, so much has happened. So much has happened in the last several months and I really have just spent time going inward and I spent time going through the courses that I'd purchased in the past. I spent time reading, just relaxing and even watching some TV. I went back to Chicago for a few weeks and I honestly didn't want to come back to California. I wished that I didn't have this apartment or my car or all this stuff. I want to just sell everything, get rid of everything and go live in nature or just bounce around from one Airbnb to another and not have any sort of like ties to any specific place. And that's just like what's been coming up for me for the last several months and I'm just feeling very... Like, I don't want anything that I have right now. I don't want any of it. And I don't know why, but I do know that I don't feel connected to everything that I thought I was or thought I wanted and whatnot. So then another thing that happened that kind of just like, it, it almost felt like another dark night of the soul was coming. And I spent like all this time you know, just being and witnessing what was coming up without judgment and not doing things because I have to. And I was not worrying about money at all or even getting new clients or anything. And it was like the truest form of surrender and trusting and just knowing that I was going to be fine. Like I just knew I'm just, I'm going to be fine. I have my group coaching and I have one-on-one clients and I have everything that I need. I will be supported. I will be taken care of. I will be okay. It'll all work out. Everything's fine. You know, and it's just that knowing and that surrender that I've always had my whole life. I realized looking back at everything that's ever happened for me, right? Like 
any job I've ever, like if you've listened to this podcast, you know all the stories of how I ended up in the hangover or did warp Tour for a summer or just like dropped everything and moved to Arizona or dropped everything and moved to California or dropped everything and moved to New York. Like I've, I've always known, I've always had this surrender, this knowing like uh, the universe has my back. I'm good. It's going to work out. It's going to be fine. So I, I've had that and I'm, I guess taking advantage of that in this moment of just being and not stressing or worrying about 3D shit. So here's what happened. So I was basically kind of just coasting, relaxing, surrendering, not stressing, not worrying, right? And then suddenly opportunities were coming my way that I was being presented with where I would either go, okay, I'm going to explore this. Clearly, this is coming to me for a reason. And I noticed that I stopped saying yes to things where I just would rather stay home and do nothing than say yes to something and explore. So if you're finding yourself in a rut, I would say start saying yes to shit and expect it to work out and just go with the flow. And that's pretty much what happened. So um, I someone presented the the TNC Traffic and Conversions Summit, this conference here in San Diego. Someone told me about it and I was like, oh, I should go. So I felt the nudge. I felt that I should go moment. And then I looked into it and I didn't pull the trigger. And then it came up again. Someone else was like, oh, hey, are you going to the thing? And I'm like, no, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. And I looked at it again and didn't pull the trigger. And then someone else brought it up and someone else brought it up. And then I saw like ads for it and people were at the event. And then I felt this pull and I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be at this thing. I can tell, I can feel it, I can see it, I can, I just know. And so then um, I, for some reason, (laughs) this is so wild. For some reason, I woke up this one morning and I didn't even realize it was like the day of the event that I guess it had just started that day. Or maybe it wasn't that day. I don't even know at this point. But I went down to, or I got up and got dressed this day and got dressed to a point where like, it was like I was going somewhere to an event or something. I was wearing a blazer, nice pants, and and I was just taking my dog out. I don't dress up. I even had heels on. I don't dress up to take him out. Like, no, not even close. And so why did I get up that day and get dressed up? It's like almost like I knew I was going to go to this thing. It's so bizarre. So I get dressed up and then I go downstairs and I go to walk my dog. And the second I walk to the front of the building, I look to my right and I see this white Range Rover. It's my neighbor, Alex. He's a coach that coaches coaches and whatever. And so I, I went over just to say hi. And I was like, oh, what are you up to? And he goes, oh, I'm going to the TNC conference. And I was like, no way. He said, yeah, I'm supposed to go or I want to go or I'm being kind of like guided to go. And he's like, come with me. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So then I walked Frankie real quick and took him back upstairs and then came down and hopped in his truck and we went to the event. And I connected with so many people that like, I don't know, man, just connecting and building relationships and, you know, just allowing things to unfold. Okay, so that's what happened. So then the following week, or I don't even know how many days apart, this other event came up called Secret Knock. I never heard of it before, and I saw someone that was at TNC with me, 
um, that was there. And I was like, oh, you're at this thing. Okay, cool. I want to go. And then it just happened and it all unfolded. And then I connected with people that like seriously want to help me to not only get on stages, but on their stages and make shit happen, like real shit happen because they see the magic in me. And then COVID got me like, woo, COVID got me. (laughs) And I was saying earlier how like the dark night of the soul was kind of like creeping in and whatever. And so I basically really went through it during this COVID experience that I basically fell off the face of the earth for two-ish weeks. If you look at my Instagram, you'll see I was at the Secret Knock event and then boom, I got hit with this shit and I just like disappeared. And my most recent post, if you go look at it, it's like a completely different energy. It's a completely different vibe. It's a, this shit knocked me on my ass so much that it made me question everything It made me question everything I thought I wanted. Was it mine? Or did I see someone else have it and it made me want it? I stopped caring about everything and nothing mattered anymore. The the idea of selling everything and getting rid of everything and just going and living in nature and partially because of everything that's happening in the freaking world with like the vaccine and mandates and all this bullshit. It's like, man, don't get me into that right now. (laughs) But Basically, someone someone asked me like, hey, what are you what are you doing? What's going on? Are you okay?" And I'm like, yeah, man, nothing matters anymore. Like it was very grim. It was like my podcast. They're like, where's your podcast? No episodes. What's going on? Why'd that stop? I'm like, I don't care about anything anymore. I don't want to be a coach anymore. I don't want to do my podcast anymore. I don't want to live in this apartment I'm in anymore. I don't want to drive a car anymore. I want to get rid of everything and literally just live off of the land and not have to live by the the constructs of what we've created as humans on earth. We're like the only freaking species that pays to live here and we have to live by whoever's rules whoever's in charge creating whatever they're creating and then it's like what's the point I'm working and then I have to pay taxes and then when I pay taxes if I buy something I'm paying taxes on that too and then when I pay someone or whatever hire someone and I'm paying them they have to pay taxes on the same and this just doesn't make sense and it's so annoying and it's so frustrating and I'm just like what's the point of everything and then when people are getting sick and they have COVID or you know with the whole healthcare system like this all started for me in 2010 where I watched a documentary called Food Matters the shit woke me up to the fact that the food system is so beyond corrupt that it's not even freaking funny that this is like oh guess what so many people are dying from COVID yeah okay but guess what more people are dying from cardiovascular disease and heart attacks and from the food that they're eating why isn't anyone talking about that why are you so worried about a freaking virus why because they are fluffing the shit up on the meat on like media like news and everything there that's all they're talking about it's like they're instilling all this fear but why aren't they instilling fear in you and the food that you're eating that's literally poisoning you every single day and then you need pills and then oh this pill that you're taking is going to help you with this one thing but guess what it's going to create a whole range of other issues that you need this pill for and that pill for and this pill for and then before you know it you're on 13 pills and you're 400 pounds and you need surgery Like, it's not a coincidence. They've created chemicals in the fucking labs on purpose to get you sick. They're literally designed to get you addicted to certain chemicals. 
Okay. I have friends that have worked in the industry and they've seen shit and told me about stuff and they got out of that business. And so anyway, so the chemicals that you're eating, they're getting you addicted, they're getting you sick, and then you need to take pills, and then you need surgery, and blah, 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 and it's this whole cycle. It's you becoming a slave or a customer for life, essentially. That's the goal. It's to get you sick so you freaking take pills, and you get surgery, and you're a customer for life. That's it. That's the plan. That's the master plan. Health. There's no money in good health, okay, at all. They, there's only money in you being sick. So this is what changed for me in 2010. I was like, it's an identity. It's a change at the identity level. This is how you make change in your life. You change at the identity level. You recognize something. You learn something. You become aware of something, whether it's about yourself or about life or about the world. And this is why people don't want to know shit. Because when you know, you have to do something about it. You no longer feel the ability to ignore something once you know, once you're aware of it. You can't ignore it. You have to start doing something about it now. Like that's just it. That's the whole thing. That's why ignorance is bliss. That's why people don't want to know shit. They want to sweep it under the rug, pretend it's not there and continue living in their lives where they're basically just, you know, working, paying bills, going out, having a drink, going to dinner, going to movies, going to whatever. But then, hey, hello, knock, knock, wake up. Like this is not this is not life. That's not living. That's, that's like you're living, you're not living your truth. You're living in a freaking bubble that you were born into that you're not even aware of like who you even are, why you're even here, what you're even doing, what you're putting in your body, what it's doing to you on a chemical level or a cellular level. Like what, what is happening here? Everyone's crazy about the freaking coronavirus and this pandemic and all of that. It's like everyone's, oh, are you tested? Oh, are you vaccinated? Oh, what about herpes? Did you go and get tested for fucking herpes? That shit's contagious. What are you doing? Did you go and get tested for HIV? Did you go and get tested for STDs? Like you're so worried about the coronavirus. More people are dying from the food they put in their mouths, okay? It kills me when I see somebody who's so worried about their health and so worried about you you being vaccinated or not, but they're the same people that are stuffing their faces at McDonald's. Like, you kind of lose your right to talk about anything health related if you are stuffing your face with McDonald's, bro. I'm sorry. Like, what do you mean? That is what's killing you more than the coronavirus will. It's the fucking flu. They hype this shit up so much. I get that people are dying from it, but guess what? More people are dying from cardiovascular disease. Do you know what the first symptom is of cardiovascular disease? Death. You don't even know you have it. You just drop dead. This is why 30-something-year-olds that I know, that I or I did know, are dropping dead, have dropped dead in the middle of the freaking gym. They look amazing, but on a cellular level, they're fucked. They're not healthy. You look good on the outside, but on the inside, you have no idea what's happening to you on a cellular level. This is why I got that DNA kit, Autumn DNA. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on my Instagram, on my highlight reel thingy. There's, um, it's basically like you spit in this thing and then they send you customized vitamins and based on your lifestyle and based on whatever, and it like gives you exactly what you need, what your unique body needs, right? So instead of me trying to guess what I need or based on the FDA's pyramid, whatever bullshit of like, oh, you need this much, you know, protein and you need this much vitamin D and you need this much blah, 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 according to what? Whose body type? 
because my body is definitely different from a white person's body or a black person's body or an Asian person's body just simply because of our different ethnicities. I guarantee you that our body or our blood and everything is, is functioning differently. Like I'm Middle Eastern, right? I'm Mediterranean. So maybe I thrive on a certain diet versus someone who was born in, you know, in their culture and whatever they're born in China. Different food, different everything, different way you absorb things, different nutrients that your body may need. I don't know. But how does the FDA freaking know? They... So that's why I did the thing. So now I'm going to get my own customized vitamins and I don't have to worry or think about, oh, I need this much or I need that much. And I honestly wanted to create, I wanted to create something um, where it was like a Fitbit, like it could read your levels at all times and it could just tell you what you need and what you don't need and whatever. So it's like, oh, you're dehydrated. You need this much um, water or, oh, you are deficient in vitamin E, you need this much vitamin E like for your unique body. But until someone can create the technology for that, and honestly, I don't see why they would create that because then you would never get sick because you would have everything that your body needs at every single moment in the moment. Like you would not be sick. That's how people get sick. You're lacking a nutrient. You're lacking some something. And so then your body is not able to function at its optimal level and it can't fight off things that are coming in and then boom, you get sick. And then over time, it's like, oh, everything in moderation. It's like, no, dude, if you're eating garbage over time, it's only accumulating and going to hit you out of nowhere. You're like, oh, I got cancer. No, man, that shit's been building and building and building in moderation. Like that's that's what's happening. That's what's happening. So you have to take charge of what you're putting in, on, and around your body. And this is what I've always been saying. This is like my mantra, if you will. What you put in, on, and around your body creates your life, creates your human experience. So instead of being worried about COVID, be worried about what you're eating. And that's and they're not even putting that in the news, in the media, and whatever, like the vitamins that you should be taking or eating, you know, more vegetables or whatever. They're not even saying that. I haven't seen it. Show me if they if you've seen it, if they're talking about that or they're trying to influence you to eat healthier instead of go and, you know, get like vaccinated. Like that's the solution. I don't get the vaccine. I don't get it. I don't understand it because here's the thing. If you get it, you can still get COVID. So what's the point? That's my logic. That's my reasoning behind it. And then at the same time, it's like, oh, if you do get it and then you're you're judging someone for not getting it, it's like, oh, you're selfish. How am I selfish if I don't get it? How? Because I'm putting you at risk, but didn't you get the vaccine? So what are you worried about? <laughs> like, and if I get sick, I get sick. Am I spreading it? Am I like people are out here so worried about this because of the media, because of the news, because they are instilling all this fear in you and they're, they're turning people against each other. How did I go get on this rant? Didn't I say don't get me started? <laughs> Whatever. If you hate me for things I said, then that's on you. Like, I'm not judging you. You're, you shouldn't judge anybody. You should just be. Just be. Just surrender and just freaking be. Man, I did not want to go down that freaking rabbit hole, but here we are. Whatever. Okay, so anyway, where are we? What are we talking about? What's going on? The whole story of where I've been, what's been happening, 
and what's going on now. So what can you expect? Well, things are still being revealed, but at the very least, you'll get your weekly episode on Tuesdays. I'm back. It's happening. I have to do it. I'm going to push myself and maybe I'll even end up doing daily episodes, like little short little tidbits. I don't know. We'll see. But um, the perfectionist in me has to let go of like making it perfect, right? And just maybe I'll even record shit from my phone and just come out with an episode every single day and be like, oh, here it is. Here, just through my phone, upload, boom, done. What else? That's it. That's still, you know, that's it. The lesson of the day is freaking figure out why you're here, what you're doing, why you're doing it, where did it come from? You're not supposed to do anything, but what are you doing that you want? Like, what is your life? What is your purpose? What is your truth? What are you stuffing and shoving down deep into a freaking like pit of something that will never reveal itself? Like you're you're not allowing some part of you. If there's something you have shame around, if there's someone that you feel like you need to forgive or something to let go of, you're harboring this this shame or you're harboring this guilt or you're harboring some resentment or anger. This is keeping energy stuck in your body. This is keeping you out of the flow. This is keeping you from living your truth. And you, your soul, you were here for a reason. Believe that. There is a reason you are here. Maybe multiple reasons. But if you're not even going to allow that to unfold, then what's the point? To just like work, make money, pay bills, take care of your family, and then what? Then you end up on your deathbed and you look back and you go, man, I should have did that thing. Or man, what was the point of all this? There's something, there's something that's on your heart or deep, deep, deep down that you're wanting to do, but you're not allowing yourself to. This came up in a session with one of my clients. This is something that you get to allow to explore, this part of you. Whatever it is, you know there's a part of you inside that you're not allowing to come out. You're not allowing to explore. And that's on you to bring it out into this world. The universe, God, whatever it is for you, will absolutely support this thing. It'll show you all the right things, all the right people. Everything that's meant to happen will happen, will unfold, and your life path will shift. New things, new experiences, new opportunities, a new version of you emerges a new iteration of you emerges simply because you allowed something to unfold that you had been stuffing or hiding or full of shame about. Like, for example, if you have always been curious about dating the opposite sex, for example, and you never allowed it because it's wrong, because there's shame around it. You were taught in church that it was wrong. Your family taught you that it was wrong. So you're carrying that with you your whole life. You didn't even allow yourself the opportunity to explore any curiosity because you had that built-in shame, that built-in fear, that built-in 
you know, judgment from whoever. It was not a possibility for you. Therefore, you did not do anything about it other than stuff it down and shove it somewhere deep, 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 deep. And then what? It's still a part of you that's wanting to emerge. And you get to explore that. You get to give yourself permission to explore that or whatever it is for you that you've buried really deep, that you've been wanting to talk, to try or to do or to talk about or to something, whatever it is. That's you embodying your truth. Allowing yourself to simply explore it. Embodying your truth allows you to unveil what your purpose is, why you're here, what you're meant to be doing, or at the very least, allows you to unfold to the next version of you and and allows you to elevate your vibration, the energy, the frequency that you're vibrating at. When you remove the shame that you're harboring and you own it, not only do you become so much more powerful, but you vibrate at a frequency that is much higher than where you were. Therefore, you start attracting things at that new frequency. Your cells even change and shift. You start vibrating different. The chemicals, the chemical reactions in your body are changing. Like you even begin to look different. You act different. You show up different. People feel you different. You, you become different when you make a decision that literally changes your life. So do it. Take a chance. Take a risk. Let a piece of you unfold that you've been hiding or full of shame about. This is the shadow work. This is the work that you're, you have to do, you're responsible for. It's your assignment. The shadow, bring the shadow to the light. Because with every shadow, with every part of you that you're hiding in the shadow, there's a gift with it. There's a gift in every piece of you, every part of you. There's a gift in in a part of you that there's shame. There's a gift in that. There is. It's either a part of you that you've not even accepted or acknowledged as a gift. If you see in other people something that inspires you or something that makes you go, man, I wish I could do that or I wish I could have that, but I can't. You have that very gift within you. You do. You just haven't accepted it. It's a part of you that you're rejecting or denying. Worrying about what other people think and worrying that, you know, you'll be successful or you'll fail. Like all, We have all these worries. Worrying is praying for the stuff that you do not want. It's spending energy and focus on things you don't want and then those very things will manifest. Why? Because what you focus on grows. What you focus on shows. What you focus on becomes real. And you're here for a bigger purpose. Like you really, really are. And I started to realize this when I got COVID and I'm in my bed, unable to even stand it, like unable to go to the bathroom, get up off my bed, go to the bathroom without feeling like I wanted to, I was going to pass out. I couldn't cook anything. 
all my groceries. I spent like 200 bucks on groceries sitting in my freaking fridge going bad. I had no appetite and I couldn't even stand or stay standing to cook. There was one day where I set up a stool in front of my stove and I sat there and made oatmeal. Like, that's a, a true story. And the reason why I'm telling you about this is because it forced me to lay in bed and think and just be 14 days straight where I didn't even leave the house to walk my dog. I'm a homebody. Don't get me wrong. I don't leave the house. Barely, I barely do anything anymore. But the thing is that I had still gone to get groceries. I had still walked my dog. I had still walked through the mall or whatever. Like, I never left 14 days straight. Never left. Not once. And once I was cleared, I still didn't want to leave. Because I developed like a fear of like, oh, I don't want to go outside. It's dangerous. I don't want to risk or get other people sick, even though I I was negative, COVID, whatever, negative at that point. I still was like, oh, I'm going to wear a mask now. I don't want to get someone sick, blah, blah, blah. And someone asked me, are you going to get the vaccine now? It's like, no, why the fuck would I do that? How does that make any sense? Why would you even ask me that? Ugh. The reason why, I'm not anti, look. I'm not, I'm anti-mandate. Like, I don't like the fact that they're pushing this shit so hard. There's something behind it. It's not to freaking like, you know, get everyone vaccinated so that we can all go back to normal. Fuck that shit. I don't buy that for one second. There's something else behind this, man. There's, when have they ever pushed something this hard? Come on. Come on. And if you've already gotten it and you regret getting it, I feel you. I personally don't want to risk taking it because I've seen so many people get like full body tremors or things have happened to them that they can't explain. And like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm not risking that. Call me selfish all you want. I'm not risking that. And here's the thing. How did I get back to this again? God damn it. So here's the thing with with COVID and the vaccine, okay? Here's the thing. If I, in 2010, watched this documentary and realized that the food system is buddy-buddy with the pharmaceutical industry and the healthcare system is what it is because they all make money off of you being sick, why would I trust anyone from the pharmaceutical industry who says, oh, hey, here's a vaccine for this pandemic coronavirus thing. No, why would I take anything from you? Why would I? How does that make sense? The very people that are over here poisoning me through food and want me to take pills and blah, blah, blah. Every freaking TV commercial is a, is a pill for something. And they appeal to your emotions so hard in it. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. 
But how, so how would you, if you have been vegan and juicing and super healthy for 11 years, I don't even remember the last time I got sick before this. Like, honestly, I do not remember the last time I got sick. So it's like, why would I? I, if I ever get a headache, I don't even take Advil or aspirin or whatever the hell. Why would I suddenly not trust my immune system, suddenly not trust my own body to do what I've raised it, essentially? I mean, like, it naturally, your immune system naturally would fight, you know, especially the way I've been taking care of myself with what I eat, what I drink, and all of that for the last 11 years. And while I was sick, my friend was like, how are you not taking, you know, stuff from like Western medicine or whatever? Like I was taking vitamins. I was drinking juice. I was drinking water. I have a Kangen water machine, which is alkaline water. I was doing all the things like zinc and whatever. And I was fine. My head and my eyes were killing me, like straight killing me so badly. I wanted to take Tylenol or something so badly just for my headache, just for, but I didn't. I let myself feel that headache. I let myself just experience what I was experiencing. And now I feel like I have a headache all the time. But it's not because of something that's wrong. There's been some sort of awakening. There's been some sort of spiritual up-leveling that happened as a result of me experiencing COVID. My, I, my eyesight has improved drastically. I, um, I see energy particles bouncing around. Like I'm looking straight across from where I'm sitting and I'm seeing a bunch of silver little dots bouncing around, jumping around like teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny all over the place. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. It's like when you move super fast and then you see stars, you know, the saying like, oh, I see stars. It's like you move too fast and you see these little stars. That times like a thousand. Teeny, 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 tiny, 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 tiny so bizarre but I see it and it's almost like I see the physical things that are in front of me if I look closely at them I actually see the energy that makes them up I know that sounds crazy but it's true and wow this is wild I'm staring at the sh- the shade that you pull down for these like massive floor to ceiling windows the the lamp not the lamp the shade the 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 string it's not string but it's a beaded thing that you pull down to pull the shade down i don't know if it's actually moving but i'm seeing it moving <laughs> it's like side to side side to side and there's like no air circulating in my apartment to be making it moving right now which is kind of creepy okay moving on all right (laughs) okay so this has been a very interesting kind of all over the place rant podcast episode I just wanted to 
tell you, hey, I'm back. I'm alive. I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm kind of sitting with what's next and what I'm meant to be doing and allowing things to unfold and reveal themselves to me. I feel like going through COVID was a blessing and I'm grateful that it happened. And I think that it was the perfect timing because I felt that dark night of the soul kind of creeping in and it was it forced me to really be alone and really be quiet and not have anyone in my life like at all um I just got to peel back more layers of who I thought I was or what I thought I was supposed to be doing and again you're not supposed to do anything and I would love to invite you to explore and look at your life and ask, is this mine or did I pick it up from somewhere? And in every area, ask that question. So for example, are you married and have kids? And did you do that because you felt like you were supposed to? Did you actually want to do that? Could you see a life where you're not married? Do you ever think about that and just shove it away because it's wrong? But then whose belief is it that it's wrong? Where did you get that from? Was it from your mom? From church? Is, it, is there a life? Is there a possibility where you are living a completely different life than you are right now? Are you not doing that because you're worried about what people will think? Are you not doing that because it's going to be wrong in some way or there's going to be some shame or judgment from somewhere around whatever it is that you're feeling you want to do? Like, think about that. You don't know how long you've got here, right? Right? Do you really want to live the rest of your life holding on to whatever it is and not allowing it to actually be real? Because you can completely change your life in this very moment, right now, this fucking second. Do you realize that power that you have? That right now, in this very moment, you can make a decision that changes your life forever. Gets you on a new path. Moves you in some way that changes you on a cellular level. On a chemical level. But does the fear keep you stuck? Does the fear keep you exactly where you are? The unknown of that, the uncertainty that comes with that responsibility, that comes with that big decision. It's safer, it's easier to stay exactly where you are as you are. But that's not why you're here. You're here for more. You're here for something bigger than you are allowing your, yourself to be. 
once you realize the power that you have, once you realize the fact that you can create anything and everything that you think of, but it's easier to not do any of it. It's easier to stay exactly where you are. If you're married and have kids, that's my life. Okay, I'm married and I have kids. This is my life. And then what? And then what? You are here for something. I don't know what it is, but I could help you figure it out. That's what I do. That's my magic. That's my gift. I figured that out. And honestly, during this experience with COVID and shedding and purging and just like this, these pieces of, of me and who I thought I was and I allowed myself to just be. I allowed all of that to fall away. I didn't worry about anything or anyone. I didn't worry about anything. I didn't think about anything. I didn't care about anything. I was just being without judgment. I could have written 10 books in the two weeks of just sitting and doing nothing. I could have done so much with my time. I could have created all the things that I had been worried about, thinking about, my course, my book, my whatever. I could have done all of it. I could have done so much. But I listened to what I needed. And what I needed was to just be. And to let things unfold and reveal themselves. And I just had a coaching session with my group, the first session since I got sick. And they noticed a big difference in me. And it's now still revealing itself. But what I have come to know is that my gift to this world is to help people embody their truth live their truth, unveil what that is so that they can live their soul's purpose. That's why I'm here. That's why I've been going on about all this shit. And that's why it always comes back to the very little thing that is the biggest thing. And it's, are you living your life for you? Are you living the life that your soul wants to live or are you stuck in some construct that was created for you or by society like we were born into this prison system like this life this enslavement if you will of like go to college get yourself in debt get a job that barely allows you to survive and pay bills get married have kids. This is all man-made concepts, constructs. Like, we, you don't have to do any of those things. If you think about it. And this is why I'm like, I want to get rid of everything. I want to sell everything. I want to get out of this rat race, if you will. I want to get out of this, this whole, like, you know, materialistic 3D shit. Like, I don't want any of it. I would rather go to Costa Rica and live in the freaking jungle right now. Like that, I want to be in in, with with the earth. I want to be with with animals, with plants, with 
the sun, with the soil, just being in nature and connecting to the energy around me versus being so distracted by fake shit. The technology, God, there's so much technology in my house. This microphone, my cell phone, this laptop, the TV in my bedroom, the TV in my living room, the PlayStation, the freaking Super Nintendo, the Sega, like I have all this shit. And the Wi-Fi that's running 24-7, the radiation that's coming off from that, my next door neighbors and their technology, the building I live in, the light bulbs that are on, the electricity, like all of this. We created all of this and it's only getting worse. I want to disconnect. And me going away for vacation once a year on my birthday, like I take a week off and I disconnect completely. No technology. I take a stack of books and I go to the beach. I usually would go to Turks and Caicos or something like that. But now with like traveling, God knows if I'll be able to go anywhere because I'm not getting this fucking vaccine, man. I don't know. I do not trust it. And that's my right to not trust it. And they can't force me to get injected. Like, this is not okay. It's not okay. They're forcing kids at school to get, like, that's another thing. Oh, man, I was about to end this shit and here we go. This is a topic that I am too fucking passionate about. And it's so interesting because I had been, I had the story that I wanted to tell you guys because a friend of mine was like, oh my gosh, you should totally tell that story. Like that should be a thing that people know that you've done in your life. And so here it is. Okay. Wow. This is amazing. I I wanted to, but I didn't see it working in what I wanted to share with you today. And I feel like I've said a lot that's controversial or whatever, and people are going to come for me. And at this point I'm like, I just don't give a fuck. (laughs) That's the thing is like COVID made me not give a fuck. Like I already barely gave any fucks and now it's like even less fucks. So I even chopped off my hair. Do you guys see that? I chopped my hair off. <laughs> like No fucks. I'm going to start wearing wigs, different color wigs every day. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Okay. Um, so what was I talking about? Oh, yes. Kids in schools and they're being forced to get vaccinated, right? Like And I just heard somewhere today that it's actually not even a mandate. It's not a real mandate. Like employers are mandating it and it's not even a real mandate. Like there's nothing signed into law or there's no paperwork that was processed about it being a mandate. Like people are just doing this in different cities and states and whatever and schools and employers and whatnot and cities. I said cities, right? Um, But like it's not even law. Like you don't actually have to enforce it from what I heard today. I don't know. I don't watch the news, but someone sent it to me. So, okay. So the thing is with like kids having to get vaccinated to go to school. Okay. So if you go back to the documentary I watched in 2010 and you know that I was an elementary school teacher and I'm in the cafeteria with my students and I see them with these styrofoam trays with a corn dog or a pizza and a milk carton and a little fruit cup. I have a picture of this on my Instagram from 2013 when I was teaching fifth grade. 2013-14. And I was teaching fifth grade 
and my students were eating corn dogs. I have a picture of this tray. A corn dog, a chocolate milk, and a little fruit cup. Now here's the pro you're probably like, oh, what's the problem with that? And it's fine. It's protein and it's milk and it's fruit. No, no. The problem is that the corn dog is processed fake shit, first of all, and then the meat inside it is even worse. The hot dog itself is just like mind-blowing fucked for you big time. And we're not going to go into that, but you can Google it. And the fruit cup is not even like fruit fruit. It's sugar water. So your fruit is like what peaches or something sitting in a shit ton of chemical sugar water okay and then your milk your chocolate milk first of all dairy for the protein in dairy casein that actually has been linked and proven in a book called the china study to cause cancer turns cancer tumors on dairy yes dairy So all the dairy that you're consuming is turning cancer on in your body. We all have cancer cells. The dairy turns on the cancer. So now that you know that, go research it, go read about it. And once you know that and you still decide to consume dairy, then you are knowingly poisoning yourself. And this goes back to me going to the identity level of something to actually make lasting change. So once you know something, and you, you're actively doing it, like if I know that, the, that this milk I'm drinking is turning cancer on in my body, I know that this is happening and I still am doing it, what is that saying about me as a person and how I'm taking care of myself? It should trigger something in you. Every time you pick it up, you, you think, you have a thought and you go, shit, this is bad for me. I shouldn't drink this but then you, you still do it, that's also not your fault because of the chemical reaction that's happening of what's in that milk. It triggers a part of your brain that is triggered by something like heroin. I'm not kidding. Look this up. Dairy hits a part of the brain that is also triggered when someone does heroin. This is why you're addicted to cheese. This is why you're addicted to milk products. But so once I knew this, I stopped. I consciously made the decision I am no longer going to poison my body. Now, the whole thing with the students being forced to be vaccinated, right? Now, this is forcing parents who may or may not want this for their kids, but they now have no choice because they need their kids to go to school and they can't homeschool them. So then what are they to do? You might have kids and you might not want to get them vaccinated. And kids don't even, what isn't, what's the study, what's the research on, on kids getting COVID? Isn't it like non-existent pretty much they do not get it or they have not get it, gotten it or like it's such a teeny tiny number for kids like under 12 or something or I don't know what their logic is behind getting kids vaccinated but I'll tell you what the food that they're feeding them in school there's a reason behind it it's to get them addicted to the chemicals to the protein and the dairy, the casein, 
getting them addicted to that shit at a young age. So then their taste buds are naturally craving them. So then they get older and that's all they're eating. And then this is why all these kids have diabetes and ADHD and autism and blah, blah, blah. That's not a coincidence, my friends. The shit that your kids are eating in school has a direct correlation to their health. And then they get older and they're and then they're only wanting to eat the things they're eating at school. They want to eat the same stuff at home. You try to give your kids vegetables, but they're already hooked. They got them young. They got them good already. Not to mention the food that you're eating has an impact on the way your brain works. Like, I can't even tell you, in 2010, I became raw vegan overnight, okay? I made the decision. I am no longer eating processed food. I'm no longer eating meat or dairy. And I even stopped eating cooked food because your body goes through a process called digestive leukocytosis. When you eat a plate full of cooked food, your body thinks it's being attacked by that food versus being nourished by it. So it fights it off, okay? So I was raw vegan for a whole year, 2010, and been vegan pretty much ever since. There's parts in my life where I lived in New York where I was allowing myself to have like eggs and I was exploring cheese or I ate fish for a little while, but I felt like shit and I went right back to being vegan. Because once you start being vegan or plant-based, and please hear me when I say this, you can be vegan and unhealthy because fake food is fake food. So if you're over there going in the McDonald's drive-thru trying to find something vegan or if you're going in Burger King and you're getting a freaking impossible Whopper, you're not healthy. It doesn't make you healthier, okay? Vegan is not necessarily healthy. You can be vegan and unhealthy. My point is you want to eat real food, real food that's intended for humans, found in nature, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, the more you eat of that, the healthier you and your family will be, okay? And definitely look for organic, non-GMO things because anything made in a freaking lab or lacking nutrients in the soil because it's not organic, that's not helping you. If you're eating strawberries or, or berries or anything you're eating the skin of, you want to get that organic because the pesticides and herbicides and everything that they're spraying is going in the pores in the skin of the thing you're eating. Okay, so anyway, what I was I saying? Um, the oh, the brain, how the brain works changes by what you're eating. This is why I have I don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. I don't feel like I need coffee. I don't not ever have energy. Like the energy I have is insane. People are always commenting on my energy, on my youth. I'm 36 years old. I look like, and I'm always people. People always think I'm like 27, 28. Like I look and feel and behave youthful. Okay, eating plants is the secret. Drinking the plants, green juice, water, all of this. This is the secret to happiness, to health, to wealth. True wealth is health. Okay, so I became clearer. My mind became so clear that people around me were like zombies. 
every person who's gone vegan because of me, and I'm not saying in that way to take credit, I'm just saying that everyone who's ever gone vegan or become plant-based has always, within two weeks, turned around, lost a bunch of weight without working out, and told me, holy shit, I had no idea how good I could feel. You have no idea how good you can feel. And how you can turn your life around simply by changing what you put in, on, and around your body. Meaning what you're consuming through your eyes and your ears and your mouth. So what you're watching on TV, what you're listening to, what you're reading or not reading, that impacts you just as much as what you're eating. And what you put on your body is like you're eating it. Because your skin is your largest organ. So when you put your lotion on your skin, that's going straight into your bloodstream as if you're eating it. So look at the chemicals of your shampoos, of your lotions, of your conditioners, of all these things. What you're putting on your body is as if you're ingesting it. It's the same. It's going in. Okay? So just be conscious of the fact that right now you don't feel as good as you possibly can. You don't. You don't. Unless you are plant-based and juicing, nourishing your body and nourishing your mind and listening to positive things and journaling and doing things that feed your soul, you do not feel as good as you can. You have no idea how good you can feel. And once you feel that good, you can never go back. And when you do go back, you notice the difference and you're like, fuck this. And then you go back again. I'm telling you, if this is something that's like inspiring you and you're wanting to explore and you don't know how, DM me on Instagram at rawveganrita and write to me. Let me know what resonated. Let me know what you want help with. I am here for you. So they're getting them sick with the food that they're eating at school. They're getting addicted to these chemicals and to the dairy and to all the shit. And then they're being forced to be vaccinated. They're like priming them, grooming them into becoming whatever it is that's going to make them customers for life. And then I saw that they created a um, blood thinning thing. Pfizer, I don't know what freaking company. They created a blood thinning something for kids because of the blood clotting that's happening as a result of the vaccine, from what I heard. There's blood clotting that's happening. And so now they're, before they even mandated it or whatever, making kids get vaccinated before they go to school, before they even did that? They already created this blood thinning thing for kids. Come on, man. Like, connect the freaking dots. Ugh. So the, the story of me being a teacher and these students of mine and what I was teaching them in school, I was a Silver Apple Award winner in Arizona in 2014. So my students wrote letters about me to the local news telling them about what I was teaching them. And I was one of eight teachers that won this award. And it was my first year teaching. So what I was doing with them 
was I was teaching them about real life. I was teaching them about what they were eating. When it was snack time and they brought these like whatever snacks or breakfast, I had them flip it over and read the nutrition label. I had them go straight to the ingredient list and Google these things. There was something in one of the muffins or something that they were eating and they Googled it and they came to me and they said, Miss Pira, why is this in our food? I said, that's a great question. There was an ingredient that was basically sand. <laughs> like, why is that in our food? I don't know. Propylene glycol in this blueberry muffin that they were eating. I had them look up propylene glycol, which was an ingredient in so many things. It's an ingredient in what you eat. It's an ingredient in your makeup. It's an ingredient in your shampoo and conditioner and lotion and everything. It's also used to run an RV. Why would that be in your food? Why? This is the thing. And it's like, if this, if these companies are, you don't, you don't understand. The, com- the food companies are buddy-buddy with the pharmaceutical companies. So they get you sick, you need a pill. That's the whole thing. And they start you young. They start you in school as a kid. And so going back to teaching kids about what they're putting in their bodies, like why is this not taught in school? Why are they not taught? Because they don't want them to know. And then why aren't they taught about taxes, finances, working, making money, paying bills, becoming an entrepreneur? buying property, your credit score. Why aren't they taught about things that matter? So that's what I was teaching. I gave all my students checkbook registers from Bank of America and I created like money in my classroom. I made my own money and I drew my face in the middle and I made all these copies and I cut them all out and then I had this actual like, you know, classroom Miss Pira books, they were called. You know what? And a bunch of my students follow me on Instagram now. And I can totally, I should bring them on the podcast. (laughs) That would be fun. Um, But so they basically had jobs. So they, they all got a checkbook register from Bank of America and they all had been assigned jobs. They like picked a job out of a hat. So someone was a teacher, someone was a lawyer, someone was an employee at McDonald's, someone was an employee at Walmart. Like they all had different jobs, right? But they all made the same money because their actual job was to be a student. And they got paid every Friday $100. If they came to school ready, on time, with their homework, they got their $20 for the day. If you didn't have your work, you got 10 If you were late, you were deducted 5 If you... Um, didn't have anything, you didn't get paid that day. Or if you didn't show up, you didn't get paid that day. And so they would get paid every Friday. They would add the money that they earned in their checkbook register. So they were doing decimals before I even taught them decimals. And I had a classroom store, which they had things that they were able to buy. 
If they lost a pen or a marker, they had to replace it. So they had to buy another one. Deduct that amount from your checkbook register. Here you go. Here's your pen. They couldn't just come to me and go, I lost my pen. Can I have, do you have a pencil or do you have a pen or do you have this or do you have that? No, you got to go to the store and buy it. What else? They had bonuses for random acts of kindness. So if somebody saw them doing something really nice or really polite or really sweet and or helped someone and that person came and told me or whatever, they would get a bonus for a random act of kindness. Similarly, if they did something that wasn't ideal, they had money deducted from your checkbook, from their checkbook. And at the end of each month, there was a classroom auction. So you were able to bring things in from home that you no longer use and exchange it by assessing the value of it and asking for that amount of money. So they would bring in an old video game and they would get to place value on what that's worth to them. And they would get that amount of money in exchange for that product and they get to add it to their checkbook register. Then they'd be able to use that money in their classroom auction experience. It was a silent auction. So we each had a little whiteboard and a marker and I would start the bidding at what, for whatever the product was and they got to write on their board how much they wanted to bid on it with their money that they have in their checkbook register. And so once upon a time, I was backstage at a concert in, I think it was like 2003, I want to say maybe six, I don't remember. And I met Neo, Rihanna, and Ray J, and T-Pain, and Chris Brown, and Sean Paul, and all these people. And uh, who was it? Neo, I had his hat. Long story short, I got Neo's hat. He took my sunglasses, is this whole thing. And so I put the hat up for auction in the classroom auction one month. And so you definitely wanted to make sure you had money. <laughs> they wanted this hat. So started the bidding and they ended up, so I forgot who got it. I forgot who got the hat, but I made the class feel like a family. We were a community. We were a family. We had classroom norms. We were good to each other. They loved each other. They cared about each other. I had students that were passed to me from the previous teacher with a warning note that said, watch out for this one. And it's sad that that happens. But instead of watching out for that one, I paid extra attention to him in a way that I began to understand. It's almost like I was life coaching my students. This is when my life coaching really began, I think. Because I was teaching them about themselves, about the way they were behaving, about... I didn't realize that I impacted their lives so much that I inspired something in them to make them show up differently in my classroom. So the students that were the misbehaviors, the bad kids, if you will, they became my top students simply because they were inspired to believe that, hey, not only is it possible for you to catch up, because I found out that they were third and fourth grade reading and math levels, and this was a fifth grade class. Not only is it possible for you to catch up, but you could, you could be the top student. You could. 
And so then they actually tried. They actually cared. And they didn't make fun of each other. They didn't bully each other. They loved each other. There was no division between you're stupid and you're smart and you're this or you're that. No, they all loved each other. And everybody cried at the end of the year because they didn't want me to move to New York. And my principal wanted to roll me over from fifth grade to sixth grade and keep the same class because of how phenomenal they were doing. Non-stop compliments from teachers. Minds blown at seeing how my classroom management was and how much the students were really, really just amazing. It was just amazing. And I even had my uh, teacher, my professor at ASU, come over to my classroom with two sets of student teachers back to back, two different days. Like, I don't remember how many, 30 students she had, maybe. I don't know. They just came into my class and they hung out in the back or around, they, the, they bordered the back walls. And they watched me teach. And they emailed me a whole list of questions. How did you do this? How did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And veteran teachers came to watch me teach. And this was my first year teaching. But I've always known since I was 12 years old that I wanted to be a teacher. And so now instead of teaching kids math and science and reading and whatever, I'm essentially teaching people about life, about their own selves, why they're here and actually living, breaking free from who you think you're supposed to be the way you were programmed by society, by your family, by your culture, by whatever, and actually living your life for you. Loving yourself enough to allow your soul to do what it came here to do. And my students, your children... They all have something in them that they right now currently are suppressing because of the same societal norms or expectations from you, from culture, from society, from whatever. These kids are not allowing parts of them to come forth out of fear of judgment out of worrying about what people will think, out of what's right and what's wrong according to whatever they have subconsciously or consciously picked up. So if you do have kids, and this is kind of landing for you, I hope, I hope that you sit with them and I hope you ask them questions about what they feel in their heart that they really want to do. And without judgment, tell them, it's okay, whatever you have to say, I just would love to know what's inside, what wants to come out. And make it a safe space for them to open up and share and tell you what it is that's on their hearts 
what their deepest desires are, what they feel is wrong or shameful. And where that came from, help them to understand where that came from. And in doing so, you'll be able to uncover things that you unconsciously taught them that came from somewhere that you were taught was right or wrong as well. It's a beautiful thing when you are able to have open conversations with people without judgment. So much can be revealed. Putting yourself in someone else's shoes, allowing things to just unfold and be and love everyone, no matter what. It's a dark time right now, but you can be the light. I hope that this episode, (laughs) this rant, pissed you off a little, scared you a little, inspired you a lot, spoke to your soul, because that's what was revealed to me through this process of me getting COVID, being sick, and sitting for months now with questions but not actively seeking answers, letting them come to me. But truly since getting better from COVID and sitting with the nothingness, the everythingness, the questions of why am I here, what am I doing, what's the point? What am I meant to be doing? How am I meant to be serving? Who am I meant to be serving? Sitting with that and realizing that all the dreams and things that I've wanted to do, be on stages and write my book and create a digital course, I'm like, those are not mine. I picked those up from people that are in this industry that I'm in. But what's mine? It's something that has not been done yet. It's something that has yet to be revealed. But the part that did reveal itself is the part where I get people to love themselves, each other, and connect to their truth and to allow it to become a reality, to unfold, to take steps, to take action on the thing that you talk yourself out of the fear that you have, the judgment, the shame, the guilt, the resentment, the anger, to release all of that and to recognize that deep, deep down you have a yearning for something and you're not allowing it to unfold out of fear. But if you knew, if you had certainty that taking action on that thing would work out it would work out you just have to take the first step and explore it allow it to take take space in the physical realm and let things unfold as they would as they do as they're meant to as they will it is what's it is what's going to be and it'll be exactly what it's meant to be That's how you surrender. 
That's how you have certainty. That's how you have the trust and the knowing that I shared about earlier that I've had all these years that I was able to jump and take risks and just go blindly into whatever it is and just trusting and believing and surrendering and knowing it'll work out. It'll be fine. So take the risk. Say yes. Allow the thing that's inside you to unfold. Allow it to see the light of day before you end up on your deathbed full of regret looking back going, damn it, I should have done it. I should have tried. I should have just at least, at least tried because now I can't. Now it's really too late. You don't want that to be you. And you don't know how much time you have. So please, nourish the hell out of your body, your mind, and your soul while you're here. I love you so much.